So I found out that uh, I have been using the term alumna wrong. Alum, alumni? It's alumnus. Alumnus, the singular. Apparently the patriarchy hooked yeah. it up to where uh, alumnus is yeah. male. And alumna? Is female. Yeah. The female I think plural. By, pa- by patriarchy, you mean the Latin language? Hold up. I'm about to take this okay. next level of patriarchy. All right, I'm ready. Uh, Smash that patriarchy, bro. Listen so well i'm we're gonna call it out first and okay. then we'll have to smash it on okay call it out I'm, um, I'm here for it so alumnae a-l-u-m-n-a-e mm-hmm. is the plural of female alumna yeah the plural for male alumna alumni yeah also applies if there's ten thousand females yeah, and, and one, one male well all of the romance languages all the plural you know because it's gendered his and hers sure. all the romance languages you can have a group of a million women. You throw one dude in there, you take the male plural. Like the, I mean, the Roman, I mean, then again, you know, you look at Latin and like where quote unquote Western civilization comes from. Like no wonder it's so steep in the patriarchy, right? Right. So, but basically what we're saying is. Go screw yourself, Rome. That's yeah. why you failed. It, you know what? We're talking about you, Donald Trump too. People who say there are only two genders, like, yeah, maybe in, maybe in French class. Yeah. Yeah. How progressive of us? Well, maybe not. I don't know. We're going to... Either way, people are going to complain about this segment. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I can't please anybody all the time. No. And there's a couple of people that I don't think that I could please ever. And you probably know who you are. It rhymes with... No, we won't say that. No, I'm not going to say it. Uh, But I will uh, affirm our right to uh, talk about this and will not be backed down by that. I affirm you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for affirming us. Welcome to Blue Hawaii Podcast. I'm Josh Michaels. I'm Ryan Little. We got a really good show for you guys today. Yeah. Uh, We will be talking with Christian Mitchell, a close friend of ours from law school who uh, made the terrible decision to move to Oklahoma from Hawaii. Boomer Sooner. Actually, you know what? I can't say that. My grandfather went to Oklahoma. I believe it was A&T back then. Okay. Now it's uh, Oklahoma State. So we're a cowboy family. That said, Christian's going to be talking to us about the teacher strike currently going on in Oklahoma. It is in day five, I believe. Sounds and uh, like it's the largest teacher strike in Oklahoma history, and they're striking and or- have organized for better wages uh, and better funding for education. Almost like that stuff's important. We're looking at you, Hawaii. We're going to, um, and you know, we, it's not just about the teacher strike. It, it sort of cuts to like bigger questions about national priorities, national priorities, uh, the so, you know, the lie of conservative economics, tax cuts, you know, helping everybody. And Which sort of is not true. How we decide to what we want our priorities to be in terms of how the citizenry engages with its elected leaders and how it spends its own money for its own betterment, as opposed to for the betterment of oil and gas companies and hedge fund managers and Donald Trump's friends. So listen up, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with that in just a minute. But you're listening to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Blue Hawaii. Stay tuned. I'm trying to tell the world I'm nothing to be trifled with. Blue Hawaii. Staying hotter than some rifles. Welcome back, everybody. We're very pleased uh, to be joined this morning by our good friend, Christian Mitchell, University of Hawaii, Richard, uh, William S. Richardson School of Law, class of 2014. And he is live on the ground talking to us about the Oklahoma teacher strike. So, Christian, good morning. How are you? Morning. So far, so good. How about yourselves? Not too shabby. So let's dive right in. Um, so what's, what's, what's the situation like? Well, so let's see. At this point, uh, teachers have been out 
I believe the 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 number last I'd seen is somewhere between sixty and seventy percent of school districts in Oklahoma have been out of session for all last week. Wow! So teachers um, back it would have been. I believe it was start of March. They, the Oklahoma Educators Association, which is the statewide teachers union mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma, gave the uh, legislature a, a, basically an ultimatum. They had until um, beginning of April to come up with. Um, I believe the initial ask was for ten thousand dollar pay raise package for teachers, six thousand dollars this year, and then two thousand dollars a year for the next two years. Uh, you know, they had until the beginning of April to do it, and if they didn't, teachers were going to teachers were going to walk. Now, in the state of Oklahoma, teachers aren't legally allowed to strike, so we had to go through a, a slightly more convoluted process where local school districts and school boards had to meet and vote to actually close the schools so that way teachers could be free to go down to the Capitol. When you say they're not legally allowed to strike, I mean, what happens if they strike regardless? Are they as, getting locked up? Well, as, no, as I understand it, what the, 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 the way that it works is that so right. It, it, it's, it, it's not a strike if you don't have a union. Okay. Otherwise you're just not going to work and you get fired. Right. Mm-hmm. So the way the laws in the state of Oklahoma are set up, if a teacher's union or if the, the, the OEA or one of the local chapters authorizes a, authorizes a strike, then they lose their status as the collective bargaining agency for the, um, for the teacher. So it's a, it's a sort Basically, of Basically, you can rate. have a union, but if you actually try to do anything that a union does, we'll fire you. Yeah, pretty much. That's the, that's the idea. It almost sounds like the law was written to be anti-union. Well, I, I I certainly see it that way. Now, I my understanding, and I, I I recently read some stuff that makes me think this law might be a little older than I had thought it was. So this is the second time that Oklahoma teachers have done this. Whenever I was in, um, I was back in '97, I think. No, 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 '94. I think it was 94, 92, 94. So back, you know, whenever I was in elementary school anyway, we had four days off of school because the teachers had to do this then. And as I recall that being reported as a strike, but I, I, I my understanding is that this was, the, the law was passed or the regulations and such have been strengthened over the years since that happened. But um, I, 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 I'm not 100% sure... I mean, Oklahoma, right, is 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 a super conservative state and has been since the dawn of time. Well, it's, well I'd say time immemorial, but Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, actually has the historically most successful socialist party in the history of the United States. They had Eugene Debs got more votes in Oklahoma in nineteen whatever it was nineteen oh eight or whatever than he did any anywhere else in the country. We used to Collinsville, which is just down the road away from Bartlesville here, in between um in between here and Tulsa, kinda of Owasso area. They actually were a hotbed of socialist activity up until World War One when they started hanging all the socialists. Shout out to my uh shout out to my relatives, uh the Penley family. Uh you guys could go socialist. No one's gonna care. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just good old Oklahoma farm socialism, the Grange and such. You know, this socialist, uh, this working class tradition in Oklahoma, talking about um, originally 
this action happened because you know teachers are trying to get their salaries raised. Can you talk a little bit about what teacher salaries were like and what sort of economic struggles teachers are facing? Well, okay, so so there there's there's a little bit of of uh, this is a kind of common confusion about what the walkout is about. So it, it it was in part about teacher salaries, but there's also and the teachers union has been really really clear about this that it's also been about our massive uh, uh, shortfalls in just ed funding in general. Textbooks, so facilities, everything. Textbooks, facilities, we have some of the lowest per pupil expenditures in the country. Um, we've seen massive cuts in education funding overall and on a per pupil basis since 2009, when it hit its peak in 2009, or at least recent peak in 2009, when because of all the TARP money that was available, a bunch of money got pumped into the state and got pumped into states all across the country, and a bunch of that money ended up in education. There's been a really significant and steep decline, uh, cut after cut after cut to education. It's gotten particularly worse or it's gotten particularly bad since um, oil prices fell. So Oklahoma's economy is joined, I mean, is joined at the hip to the oil industry. So when oil prices... For those of you who don't know, listening dip, at home, Tulsa was at one time the oil capital of the entire world. Yes. Uh, J. Paul Getty made his money in Tulsa. If you go to Tulsa, there's actually a lot of Art Deco architecture all over the place that uh, is cooler than pretty much anything you're going to see anywhere else in the Midwest. The, the Art Deco, as beautiful as it is, doesn't like prop the economy up. I mean, they, they try the tourism thing, but it still doesn't quite work. Um, they've, uh, so when the oil prices dipped, we really started seeing massive cuts in education and teachers. Now, so overall ed funding has been kind of the, 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 the message that the, that, that the teachers are going after. But a part of that, too, was teacher salary. So starting teacher salary for someone straight out of undergrad is something like 32 to 35K a year. Not which very puts much. Most, yeah, which puts most teachers, I mean, even here in Oklahoma, that's not very much at all. Uh, you know, for, that's about, quite, for those of you listening at home, it's about 16 to $17 an hour. Yeah. And so for, for example, for a uh, single income household with two kids, I think it is, if they've got a single income with just where, where the, there's a teacher who's the, the single income, the, the, the breadwinner, they actually, they, they qualify for public assistance. Um, so, you know, most of our, or, I don't know most, but a lot of our teachers, enough teachers were, having to work second, some of them third and even fourth jobs just to be able to pay their bills and take care of their families. I mean, there's a, a family of teachers here in town. Uh, it's two, both of them are teachers. Uh, they both teach at the middle school, actually about two blocks from my house over here, where the um, the, the, the husband, Brian, is uh, he, he drives Uber on nights and the weekends to try to make extra money because for them and their, their two kids, it's, it's a struggle for them to, uh, you know, be able to live a, you know, middle class existence like they ought to be able to in a household where you have two parents working full time. Which, you know, there's, there's a measure of admirability that goes into somebody i mean a lot of admirability quite honestly that goes into somebody who's willing to do what it takes to make ends meet um, and i don't think that 
any of us would would argue otherwise but the issue is here you've got two people working full-time they shouldn't have to sacrifice every night and every weekend with their kids in the name of chasing the the almighty dollar i mean it's sure we forced previous generations to make those choices and we've paid the price in several ways and none of them wish they could do it and i think the narrative that there's not enough money to go around and you have to to scramble and scrape for everything you've got is a false narrative and correct me if i'm wrong but some of the outrage is you know they're having to pinch every penny but other people uh seem to have more than enough and teachers uh arguably do a much more important function than a lot of the people that seem to have so much that you know they they could live without quite a bit hedge fund managers oil barons epa administrator scott pruitt screw scott pruitt also yeah, he's from oklahoma sure. isn't he oh oh yeah 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 he was our yeah, attorney so like, general what are you guys about doing? that yeah yeah <laughs> christian's he, like well, i don't even want to touch it well, you know, I that yeah, that's a whole other thing. Well, the funny thing is, is that he he left his position as the attorney general to go join the Trump administration, and the rumors, you know, the, the rumor was he's positioning himself for a run for governor, not this. You guys better hope next not. next cycle, but the the, the following maybe. Um, what about? And, I mean, if have you been? I'm sorry to change topics quickly, but no, you're fine. have you gone down to the Capitol where all the rallies are being held? No, I haven't. So, so, so the teachers. Part of the thing they had to close the the school so the teachers could have the the the, the time to make it down to the Capitol to go down there and do that. Uh, my my job did not go on strike, so I still have to be at work. Okay. So, <laughs> tell me, do you know any teachers who are? Who, you mentioned your your neighbor Brian. Do you know any others? Have you heard any other stories as far as what people are doing to have to you know make things to make ends meet? Oh yeah, there's there's stories all, all I mean all over of all the different kind of stuff folks are having to do. You know, you, you got folks. One of the um, there was one of our teachers here who was actually followed around, uh, she, you know, shadowed for a day or two by Vice, and actually ended up on HBO. Uh, Lindsay Stewart, her husband works uh, for a local oil company here, Phillips. Um, and that's I mean the big employer here in Bartlesville. It's I think the fourth largest oil company in the world is headquartered here in at least partially headquartered here in Bartlesville. Hmm. But he works there, and then she works as a, a teacher at the high school, which is about two blocks from my house in the other direction. Um, she has a, does a, um, a um, I guess a photography, runs a, a photography business on the side to try to bring extra money. And now they're sort of fortunate because they do have another stable income coming into the into the home. Um, so, you know, she's not quite having to hold down a complete other full-time job to, to, to make ends meet, but you know, that, that it's, that it's an issue. And I, and I think that's really even less so than, cause because Oklahoma is such a like reflective, reflexively conservative state, I, I, you know, there's not my sense of what's going on here and what I hear from people is isn't so much that it's that the teachers don't have enough while others have so much it's it's more just the basic fact that teachers work they work hard mm -hmm. they have jobs that require at least undergraduate most and of them in, in yeah a lot, a lot of them are tracking with a master's degree degrees. right yeah um and some of them even you know edds even even doctorates and that to go through all of that preparation, and as you said, to have one of the socially most important jobs 
in American society. Literally preparing the future. Yeah, is is and to not be able to afford and we're not even talking about a comfortable lifestyle. We're talking about a, a, a minimal passing, like, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to get my next, you know, how I'm going to pay my bills. A buy a used car every 10 years type of lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that was, you know, that was, you know, this, of course, made national news where, you know, the governor after the, the teachers. The governor so, who is a Democrat, right? No, 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 no. Republican. We, everything. I'll admit I knew that. Is is okay is completely completely controlled by republicans and this is here in bartlesville actually we're in one of the most republican parts of the state um did your schools close in that district oh yeah in fact bartlesville public schools are were more or less from what i understand anyway the originators of the idea that we were going to have a walkout shout out to whoever the republican school board and teachers are there that are are finally fed up with it our superintendent Chuck McCauley has been amazing, and I well, I, Chuck is Chuck. I mean, I, I happen to know Chuck's. Uh, I'm chairman of the Washington County Democratic Party, so I'm all the time snooping on people's. Uh, so you're are you like persona party. non grata, or pretty much? We've been, um, uh, you know, it's it's my job to it's my job to rabble to, rouse. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, we're. It's it's tricky around here, and you have to be careful about how we. Why do don't it. we? I mean, this is just a question I ask. Every single uh, person in you know a position of power in a democratic institution. Why do you hate freedom? <laughs> <laughs> I we you know this is well this is this is actually this is the the, the kind of stuff that, that that we have to deal that we deal with when anyone will even talk to us. So we go out and you know I set up booths at the at the you know the local Freedom Fest, our Fourth of July celebration, or Sun Fest, our other summertime celebration, and most of it is dirty looks people you know if if i've been somewhere like i've been going to these these public school board meetings and you know announcing you know the 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 washington county democratic party has always supported teachers the washington county democratic party has always supported public education the washington county democratic party has always supported you know labor's right to organize and collective action so on and so forth this is my spiel i give them Afterwards, going up to like some of the school board members and trying to shake their hand and tell them we're with them or whatnot, you would I, it, it the the look on their face is hilarious because they get so concerned that somebody's going to see them shaking a Democrat's hand. You might as well be like passing out Chairman Mao's little red book, brother. I'm from Alabama. Yeah. I am I am not surprised at all by that. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. And there are in what's what's funny about this is. There are a lot of so there are a lot of Democrats, registered Democrats here in the county who won't tell anybody that they're a registered Democrat. There are a lot of like really sincerely legit progressive people here who are registered Republicans. I call them crypto progressives because we have such a hard time getting Democrats elected to anything around here that they honestly feel like the only way they're going to have any influence in the political process is to register as a Republican because otherwise they basically don't really get to vote. So basically the total flip have, of the Hawaii legislature. I about to say, yeah, we, we actually were speaking with a Hawaii legislature legislator uh, two weeks ago who echoed a very similar sentiment in Hawaii that, uh, you know, we have our own uh, Democrats in name only, shall we say, people who are really Republican, but uh, but are sort of, you know, 
working on the other side of the aisle because it's more politically expeditious. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, that, that things have gotten this bad. Oklahoma right now, I think Oklahoma, you're seeing this in Kentucky, West Virginia, what's happening in these places right now is really important. And it's really important because these are states that because of their deep conservative bona fides, bona fides, okay, have bought into, at least at the, at the, the legislator level, have bought hook, line, and sinker into this mythology this 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 conservative economic mythology that if you cut enough taxes if you slash government enough that will end up paying for itself the sam brownback manifesto exactly there is not a shred at least that i'm aware of of empirical evidence that shows that that has ever worked anywhere you know no, but it feels yet, it feels right my, and yet we keep we keep trying it, and it keeps failing. And I, it has actually gotten to the point now where conservatives in the state of Oklahoma are marching on the Capitol to try to get people to pay attention. Yeah, I, I think that's, the, that's significant. The myth of of trickle down economics has been disproven time and time again. I, uh, for those of us who listen that are of a more conservative bent, I know we have at least a few uh, talking about you, mom. Uh, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. trickle down tends to work to a point, right? I mean, cutting regulation, cutting taxes will incentivize business, but there has to, it has to come in moderation, right? I mean, it has to come in a, in a package that includes uh, funding the things that need to be funded and making sure that you're investing for the future because tax money is as much an investment as your fu- in your future as it is a uh, check for your unfunded liabilities. Yeah, well, and that's and that you know, and that's and that's the, it's, I, I appreciate that you bring that up because that's you know, people say. You know, you hear this a lot from these folks that, well, government ought to be run like a business. How many businesses do you know that are afraid to borrow to grow? That are afraid of taking in new money. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, taking in new money, but but even whenever they, they I mean, you know, I, my, my, my MBA friends, okay, they all tell me what the, the optimum, optimal debt to equity ratio for, a, a, you know, big business is about um, one to two. Yeah. So you should be in hock for about half of your value. Otherwise you're inadequately leveraged. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's because when you borrow money, you can grow, you grow means more revenue. And the problem that we've got in these conservative states where they're, they're, they're trying this is that they're so allergic to any kind of borrowing. They're so allergic to any kind of government investment in programs that we've shown have a positive return on investment that they end up sort of loading up on the, the, the loading up on the downside without investing in the stuff that's going to get you on the upside. You're absolutely right. Looking at you, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Are you just naming every state that voted for Trump? There's a common theme there. (laughs) Speaking of something I'm curious about, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, for such a reflexively conservative state and, you know, the conser- even conservative folks are realizing like, hey, we need people to pay attention to this. Are people starting to realize, you know, like rank and file teachers, probably a lot of whom who are walking out, they probably, you know, they probably voted for Trump. They probably vote straight ticket Republican their entire lives. Are they starting to realize they've been sold a false bill of goods and that their policies really only help rich people stay rich? So what what I'm hearing is that a lot of I, what I'm hearing from from my teacher friends is that they're hearing from their teacher friends, stalwart died in the wool Republicans that they are actually going to start splitting tickets. 
um, over this education issue. Wow. Now, the, the thing that's happened is they've been able to leverage, the right has been able to leverage the culture war issues here mm-hmm. so effectively that the economic stuff has been on the back burner. And part of it, too, actually, we weren't as hit as hard here in Oklahoma by the 2008 recession as a lot of other places in the country That's were. the nice thing about we're, having oil in the ground. Exactly. Our our economy is not driven by real estate uh by, by real estate. <laughs> That's prices. for sure. You can get like a six thousand square foot home in the middle of suburban Tulsa for like two hundred thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so they you know, and at the time we were looking at historically high oil prices. Now what happens in the state of Oklahoma? Time and time again, we've seen this. This is this is the third or fourth time we've gone through one of these cycles. Oil prices, oil's a commodity. Commodity prices are cyclical. Prices go up, and then they crash. They go up, and then they crash. They go up, and then they crash. But this time, I'm pretty sure oil prices will stay high forever. So whenever we're we're swimming in revenue, because, you know, oil's $200 a barrel or whatever it you is. Meant that metaf- you meant that uh, tongue-in-cheek when you said this time they'll stay yes. high forever. Yeah, but this time, I'm pretty sure they'll survive forever. They'll stay high forever. Yeah, that's the rationale we always get from folks down at the legislature that, oh, oil prices are high, we're flush in revenue, so we're going to cut taxes, we're going to give you more of your money back. And we have a thing here in Oklahoma, actually, where it requires uh, state question 640, passed by the uh, passed by referendum right after the last teacher strike back in the mid-90s, that actually requires a 75% majority vote in the legislature to pass a tax increase. Wow, that's Which means incredible. Taxes have not been increased in the state of Oklahoma since I – mean, it's been over 20 years now. Can you get 75% of Oklahoma legislators to agree on anything? Well, we got them to, we got them to agree. The teachers went down there. They got them to agree to a, a tax increase package just now. That's, wow. And that's one of the things that has been so historic about this is they went down there and they – you know, again, so they passed the, the Friday before um, – the teachers were set to walk out. They passed a uh, a teacher pay raise, about six thousand dollars, sixty one hundred, I think, something like that, with some um, some funding tax increases that were you know set to go into effect, and that they said you know would, would sort of fill the hole. wasn't clear that it did. The money wasn't you know properly earmarked, and the same day, either the same day or the next day, I can't remember which, they actually voted to repeal one of the tax measures that they had put in there to fund the teacher pay raise and increases to education funding. And that's why they marched on Monday. Fiscal responsibility. Well, and then, you know, the legislators were coming out, oh, well, we think, you know, the teachers ought to come down and they ought to thank us for the pay raise or whatnot. And that just, that was not the thing to say. It's almost like uh, as you watch these marches happen in West Virginia, as you watch them happen in Oklahoma, and as you watch like sort of the genesis of them happening all over uh, what seems to be primarily red states right now, um, it's almost like if you force accountability on your elected officials and organize, you can actually have a real form of representative self-government. We're looking at you, Hawaii. Well, and that was, you know, we had a, an emergency school board meeting last night to talk about, I mean, to sort of discuss what, you know, how we were going to move forward, where we were at, that sort of thing. And we're actually pretty close. At least the folks here in Bartlesville, they've put forward a, a plan, a, a sort of funding plan that they're looking at. And we're actually really, really close to hitting that. And if they do, my understanding is Bartlesville teachers are coming back or going back into, the, going back into school. But Well, I'm sure everybody there is looking forward to it. 
Well, and that 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 what what the, there's there's this this concern that we're hearing a lot. You know, of course, the kids are missing instructional time. The kids aren't in school. They're missing their lessons. All this sort of stuff, and, sure. and I, I got up at the at the meeting, and I felt I needed to be pointed out that look, right now the teachers are teaching the the kids and the community a lesson that we all too often only pay lip service to, and that's that this government belongs to us, and not to this toxic mix of big money and apathy that's kept our legislators in their seats for so long. My local state representative has not faced a challenge, primary or general, in 12 years. He is going to be termed out. He never had to actually run for re-election once. I had four people this last week talk to me about running as Democrats for this seat because of what's going on down at the legislature. This this has been amazing, and and it, it, it aggravates me that the education system and the way that we think about education has gotten so pigeonholed into preparation for college, preparation for job training that we're missing standardized testing. The, yeah, yeah, that we're we're missing the underlying function of the public school system, and that is to fashion citizens, not workers. Amen. I mean, the public school system, the public school system. Understood that way is the single greatest democratic innovation in the history of the American Republic, and we've turned it into a job certification program. I think that's all that needs to be Damn. said. Yeah, Christian, uh, before we let you go, uh, you've been gone from Hawaii for a couple of years. What's the number one thing you miss? I miss the people, man. I miss you guys. I miss you too, man. Like I miss, oh, right I miss, I miss, the, I miss the Ohana. You all right, know? and then finish this sentence. Okay. I just landed at H and L. My first meal will be blank. At blank. Oh, at blue. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can pick a place, but I'll tell you, I miss, I got, I miss poke. That's fair. I miss, I hate poke. They don't have catfish poke in Oklahoma? Oh God, no, we don't eat the raw fish. That's you fish <laughs> with raw, you fish, you fish with raw fish. You don't eat the raw fish. <laughs> All right. Christian, thanks for fighting the good fight. Uh, and keep us posted, man. And especially uh, Washington County Democrats. And like us on Facebook, Washington County, Oklahoma Democratic Party. We're there. We're doing it right right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Christian Mitchell, uh, UH Law alum and head of the Democratic Party in Washington County, Oklahoma, where they are currently undergoing the largest teacher strike in state history. Uh, Christian, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.